Welcome back to Nortex Radio, episode 34. And we talked last week. It was either going to be a really good week or a really, really shitty episode. But we're on the good side. We're definitely on the good side, man. Could have, <laughs> this could have been a lot worse. Could have been a bad fucking episode. But, man. Mavs, we'll start there. First, first playoff win. Uh, since we won it all in 2011, uh, we got Dallas. Any team past the first round, thankfully, uh, not another first round exit. Luca first playoff win. Uh, great times right now for the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, a team that we granted we were the higher seed, but a team that we were kind of worried about going up against, um, especially starting out two games without Luca, but. Four to two, uh, win it in six versus Utah, and really should have won it in five. So, other than game one, we had no problems with this fucking series. Nope. Nope. Man, this is like so. It, I, throughout like regular season, we like, we are kind of masked with like Cowboys stuff and Cowboys like up and down stuff. And I don't like, we haven't really got to get into Mavs, and when we fucking clinched the other night, like, I was like, but this this might be, like, one of the first times, like, we're really going to get to hit, like, how how cool this is for, like, us as Mavs fans, everybody that listens as Mavs fans, like, everything that you just said, like, we, we haven't done this since 11 when we won yeah. the whole thing. And, I mean, just to double down on what you said, like, we, we very easily should have won in five. And like, we, if we didn't really look like we had the level of struggles, that like, especially like big time analysts, like no, no one picked Dallas to win the series. Yeah. And there, there's some people, uh, I don't know for sure, but like, may, I want to say maybe JJ Reddick, maybe not. Don't quote me, but like, he picked like Utah and Fool. Damn. Like, I, I, I know for sure I, I had the list and it was all like Kendrick Perkins, JJ, um, all those people. And I know for sure no one picked Dallas to win the series. Yeah. And I also know that there was someone that picked Dallas to get swept in four. And it's like, damn. We like, man. We, at old takes exposed. Dude, we looked, <laughs> we looked good. We talked about the, we talked about the Rudy stuff and, and we talked about, I mean, why Powell like stepping up? We talked about Spencer stepping up and like it. I mean, we looked good, dude. It's a fucking team. Yeah, it really is, man. Like, I was, I was watching that work and I was just like, this is like, I mean, like you said, five should have been out of there at five. Six got a little hairy at the end, but. It's still like, especially for us, like this, like the, this Nortex base that we have, like I, it was a like much more of a peaceful feeling that we're yeah. used to. It's like, and when we get to the stars, we'll fucking understand that. But like, I was like, dude, after that game was over, I was like, I, I'm still, like, I'm still riding this Mavs high, especially yeah. like go, going in tomorrow night, like. And and we're going into the best team this year. Yeah. And I'm confident right now. 
Like I'm not, I'm not that nervous. Yeah, I'm honestly, yeah, like confidence still probably me like holding back. Like I, I probably need to be humbled a little bit. Like yeah, especially going into Phoenix, but. Yeah. After we won the other night, and everybody's like, oh, man. And I, I was just, I mean, I was like, I mean, I, I, I love it, but I, I'm not really super surprised. Like, we, we've been talking about it for, like, three months now. Like, essentially. Since, since the trade deadline. The trade. Ever since the trade, man. Like, that, that's, that's, what, that's what fucking capstoned whatever we were building. Like, yeah. I, I did it. So, dude. It's fucking high times in in Mavs land right now. We're fucking rolling, dude. We got oh, we yeah. have some momentum going into tomorrow. Like, yeah, and and all it. year it's been it's been defense. Yep. Uh, as well as it is, if you if you just fair weather fall along, you don't think that you're thinking of your Luca. You're seeing all this Jalen shit. Like you're thinking it's just offense, just dominating everything. No, it's the fucking defense. I know at one point, I don't know if we finished with it, we were averaging the lowest points per game given up. Uh, and that's what we did this series. Uh, a very good fucking Utah team where good big man. Well, we're not going for rebounds. We're just going to knock it away. I mean, we're doing the little things right. It is making us better than teams that maybe we shouldn't be. Yep. But everybody thinks it's all – Oh, offense because of Luca and Jalen and what you're seeing, but the defense is fucking winning this shit. And game five, biggest win of the series, 102 to 77. Bogdanovich, two points. Donovan Mitchell, nine points. Uh, Mike Conley, four points. Jordan Clarkson had 20. Jordan Clarkson played great. He had a great series. Uh, but we we were gonna make Jordan beat us. We weren't gonna let Donovan beat us. So I mean the defense has done everything right. And that is why now I'm confident going into Phoenix right now because defense wins championships. And if you can't fucking score, you can't win. Yeah. Yeah, man, I – like, I agree with the defense statement. And I also think, like, Phoenix compared to Utah, it's like somebody might say it's a hot take. I think DeAndre Ayton is less of a threat than Rudy Gobert was. Yeah. And we and we talked about it last week. I mean, you you brought it up and you're like, hey, you know, who, whoever brought it up to to Depow and to Spencer and to everyone down low, um, you know, like, yeah, we're we're not gonna out rebound him, but yeah, we like we are gonna make sure that he doesn't get rebounds. Yeah. Like, and I like you implement that same mindset and same strategy, especially against DeAndre Aiden. Completely rad. Whoa. Yeah, Shit. yeah. That's no, what man. a coachable team will do. It, yeah. It. I, I'm trying not to do the whole like Cowboys season. Like this feels good. Things look right, but it stretched like 102 to 77, dude. Like after that, like man, that that was the game. Like you said, that was we knew the offense was there. Jalen came out for 40 before that, like. Everybody knows what Luke could do. Um, he worked his way in the MVP talk. Spencer's gone off when needed. Uh, Dorian early in the season showed his potential, like. But then we come out and hold that team with Mike Conley, 
former all-star. I mean, Donovan Mitchell's all-star. I mean, Bogdan Bogdanovich. Been fucking deadly. Fucking a, a pain in everyone's ass is the <laughs> nicest, nicest way to say it. Yeah. 77 points. Yeah. So that was like, that's the fucking, that's the cherry on top right there, man. That's not the game that clinched the series for us, but holy shit. Yeah. That, that, that showed some, some real, I, I think that showed some, some Phoenix fans, some Phoenix coaching staff, some, some stuff maybe, maybe people weren't, weren't really thinking about in, in, in Dallas. So, yeah. I guarantee a lot of them were looking to uh, play in Utah. Yeah. And they weren't ready for this. Yeah. Uh, shit. Then, then we go to game six, the clincher, 98-96. Uh, the scoring was great that night. Uh, Dorian, 10 rebounds, five assists, eight points. Luca, 9-8-24. Jalen, 3-2-24. Spencer, 1-2-19. I mean, it's, it's not a B mentality. I mean, I, we've seen Jalen go off, but also at times he needed to whenever we didn't have Luca. But it's like nobody is being selfish about it. Ball movement's great. Uh, defense is great. Picking up screens is great. Like, it is such a big team, little me mentality right now. And I think that is everybody's whatever, – whatever's going on in the locker room, Everybody's bought in. So that is why I think – that is why my confidence is high, and I think that we can take this shit a long fucking way. Yeah, I mean, he, he, like even if you look at the comparison between game six and game five, you're like, oh, you know, you gave up 77 and then what – like 96. Sub 100 in a like a professional level playoff basketball game. I'm cool with that, especially with that roster. Donovan yeah. Mitchell, Mike Conley, Bob Donovich, Rudy Gobert. Um, like, that's that's wild to me. And it's like you said, like, there's so, so many, I would say probably the last seven, eight minutes for sure, but pro- you can probably go back and look throughout the game. Like, other teams with other star caliber players, like, that that player's taking the shot every time. Minnesota, oh, yeah. Cat. Cats taking that shot every time. Memphis, Jaws taking the shot. Uh, you know, L.A., it's LeBron, blah, blah, blah. Spencer hit a huge three down the stretch. Dorian stepped right into one. Yep. Like, I mean, Luca is making the extra pass. Jalen's making the extra pass in transition. And it's like you said, these are, like, Luca, obviously a franchise player. Like, Jalen is a franchise name now. But also – so it's like so were these other guys. They yeah. might not be franchise players, but they're franchise names. You like every legitimate Mavs fan can go out there and tell you, I know exactly who Spencer Dinwiddie is. I know exactly who Dorian Face Smith is. Like I know exactly who Dwight Powell is. Yeah, it's because it's because of shit like that. Like it, I it's very much like what you said. Like it, it's the as cliche and cheesy as it sounds. Like they, it really does seem like. Jay Kidd yeah. has put this like this is not an I thing like this is not a me thing. It's, yeah. So, like, whatever NBA, whoever you guys can fucking say it's cheesy, it's cliche, but it like it's really fucking fundamental team basketball and 
pretty fucking yeah. good at it. Yeah, if you're if you're watching and paying attention, it's it's nobody like, hey, please take us to the promised land. It's everybody buying in, yeah, doing the little things right, and we dominated that series. I mean, close, there's a couple close games, but we dominated that series. Um, I mean, like I said, we should have won it five. We we got we got beat fair and square game one, but after that, we should have won the next four. Yep. Uh, game six, though, fucking Bogdanovich wide open for three to win it to force a game seven. I and I think him. he was too open. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm totally on board with that. I hate that for the man. The dude hit so many clutch shots this fucking series. And then the one to keep them from going home just fucking bricks it. Yep. It was a beautiful sight to see. I hate it. I, I hate it for him, you know. Damn the luck. <laughs> yeah. Fucking... As, when he got the ball, I was like, fuck, we just lost. <laughs> yeah, and he, he did, man, the move and everything. I was like, fuck. Yeah. Oh, yeah, set it up. Or... I was like, hmm. But, yeah, Phoenix this week, best team in the league this year. But we're, we're riding in feeling pretty high. Pretty fucking happy where we're at, how we're playing. <laughs> Wild, dude. Shit is wild. Uh, anything left on the maps? Dude, tomorrow night, we're fucking... I'm Just like we said, starting this, man, it feels like we, we're we on one of those highs from the season, and, like, it's... It feels like a good time to get high, and I think we're there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll be locked in tomorrow night. So, this, this series with Phoenix... I mean, I hope I'm not fucking eating crow a week from today, but this series of Phoenix is about to be a burner, man. Next week could be the same as this. It could be really, really good or really fucking bad. Yeah, that's what's that's what's so great about this. It's like <laughs> that's like that's just gonna be the disclaimer for every episode for the like the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and then we're gonna end with either the best episode ever or the fucking yeah. worst. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, our brothers in American Airlines. We're going to the playoffs. We snuck into the playoffs. And we stumbled on into the wild card one spot. <laughs> Dude. This week, the way we played, I was like, we're not, we're going to fuck ourselves out of even making it. You. The way we played, I was like, we're we're literally gonna miss the fucking playoffs. And it's like your buddy just shit-faced drunk, making a fucking fool of himself at the bar. But somehow the chick goes home. It's exact that's that's exactly right. <laughs> we look like fucking fools. Shouldn't have even made it, and we stumble into wild card one. We thought we were going to Colorado, and we're not. <laughs> weirdest, weirdest shit ever. If you would have told me that 
giving <laughs> giving up four unanswered goals to the Arizona Coyotes. <laughs> <laughs> and beating Anaheim's third goaltender. Emergency. <laughs> I mean, essentially by one goal, if you don't count the empty netter. Yeah. Would have, would have <laughs> landed us the best possible spot. I, honestly, I probably would have said, yep. No yeah. Fucking, no the fucking some, stars. Yeah. <laughs> no other team would do this shit, but yeah. if you're talking stars, I'll put fucking money on it. That sounds like a great idea. Yeah. And it yeah. fucking happens. Uh, <laughs> like, the, that last day, like, everyone's 82nd game so weird as shit. Like, the <laughs> fucking... Panthers got beat by the Canadians like 10 to 2. Yeah, fucking <laughs> and outrageous. Everybody's like, well, look who the Panthers were playing. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, they're still professional hockey players. Yeah, no kidding. Like, but, dude, it's like you said. I I mean, I guess, yeah, like, I, it's fucking Dallas Stars. I, I probably would have put money on it if you would have told me that's how it's going to happen. I'd be like, yo. Hey, so much that we figured – we were going to be wild card two after we clinched. Like there was literally damn near no hope of being wild card one. Uh, Do you see the Tyler Sagan story? Uh, miss, is it the Beebs thing? Yeah, I yes, I heard it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't Where's, get the whole. There's a one fucking percent chance that we're going to Calgary and not Colorado. Yeah. And so we played Tuesday. They said the team would already be there. Sagan uh, bought tickets to go see Justin Bieber to go to his concert. And that end up, we ended up getting a wild card one out of fucking nowhere. <laughs> He's missing his concert. <laughs> that's, dude, uh, that's, that's wild to me. It's like, even just on that topic, since it's the last two things we hit on, and I know, like, we posted about it from the main count the other day. Like that, the the logistics and like all the shit that goes on at AAC is crazy. With that, like I don't like you got the Mavs that are going to be in some for a series. Stars are going to be in some for a series. Like, but honestly, like neither one of them were projected to be doing what we're going to be doing this week. So yeah, I don't know. Like logistically, with everyone like going on at AAC, like, and the teams that, like, are scheduled, that's got to be a fucking headache, man. Have you seen the schedule? I glanced at it. So, all right. Sorry, a little technical difficulties, but thankfully for y'all, it wasn't as long of a break as it was for us. But we've said it before. We're going to say it again. We're not that tech-savvy Zoom shut down on us. We don't know what the fuck's going on. I am. No, any of you we, smart motherfuckers out there. We recovered. We recovered. It's just a little halftime break. Yeah. Anybody knows shit about computers, just give us advice, even if we don't need it. It may lead us in the right direction. But we were talking schedule this week. Tomorrow, Monday, Mavs Suns, game one, 9 o'clock. Tuesday, Stars Flames, game one, 9 o'clock. Wednesday, Mavs Suns. Game two, 
9 o'clock. Thursday, Stars Flames, game two, 9 o'clock. Friday, Suns Mavs, game three, 8.30. Saturday, Flames Stars, game three, 8.30. Sunday, Suns Mavs, game four, 2.30. Monday, Flames Stars, game four, 8.30. Get your fucking naps in, because we're going to be up late every night. Yeah, get the naps in, boys and girls. But holy shit. Go West Coast Sports. Yeah, that's that's wild. I mean, it, it probably doesn't really hurt too much for me because I'm a night shift guy. But, yeah. Uh, whoa. That's nine to fivers are going to hurt. That hurts for the everyday, everyday, <laughs> everyday man. That's... That's fucking rough, dude. Not even getting started until nine o'clock every night. Yeah, that means that, that's gonna be a after midnight every night. Every night. Boy, gonna be get off work, take a shower, take a nap, wake up, eat something easy, watch the game. Yeah. Solid. I mean, good life. It's good yeah. life. Gonna be. Like we said, either a really good week, really bad week. Uh, going to be very exciting week. Uh, at least the adrenaline will be pumping. Uh, two playoffs at once is just fucking fun. Uh, but like we've said a thousand times, if you're not a hockey guy or girl, if you're not a hockey person, and you're half-ass thinking, I might check it out. I can't find nothing on TV. I can't sleep. Turn this shit on. Yep. And it will blow your fucking mind and probably become your favorite sport. Yep. That's what I'm going to say. That's it. Yep. Shit is wild. Uh, Follow us along. Live tweet. All that good shit. Draft week for the Cowboys. I'm, I don't, I'm indifferent. I'm going to start, just get this out of the way. I'm starting by saying I'm glad this isn't a Patriots podcast. Yeah. Because no, no one has a fucking clue what they did. Yeah, that is very true. That's probably the best way to start this. Yeah. I'm so glad you said that. If at any point during this you're listening and you're just, uh, you're feeling overwhelmed by some of these picks that we're talking about, just remember that we're not the Patriots. We're not the Patriots. Could have been worse. And I'm I'm not even trying to say that it's bad. But until we see it, it's gonna be questioned. Yeah. A lot of the draft. Um Tyler Smith, tackle out of Tulsa, first overall or first round pick. A lot of people were saying, oh, he had third-round grade, this, that, and the other. Um, I don't remember who it was. They said there was one GM that said he wasn't going to make it out of the first round. Makes me feel better. Uh, the dude has raw strength. You can tell he's a freak. Our biggest issue is what we just had walk out the door with Connor Williams. We were glad to see him go. But penalties. 
Connor Williams didn't have the fucking strength that Tyler does, which is a positive. But we're trying to get rid of penalties. We're bringing in a guy with penalties, but at least he is more dominant. And I said this the other day talking about it, and it's a silver lining. I'd rather give up 10 yards than a hurt quarterback. At the end of the day. At the end of the day, that's my silver lining. But the dude has raw, raw fucking power. Um, So I'm not trying to jump ship on it already. Uh, I know a lot of people are fucking pissed, but I'm trying to say it's okay. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep telling myself that until we get to see the actual product on the field. Yeah, I mean, I think it's fair. I, I honestly think the, I don't know, I want to say like 22 on of the first round. Like, it was, it was just weird all around, not just – yeah. Not just for us. I mean, I don't. It's actually all around one was weird. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't. I mean, I don't think that um, top to like Tyler Smith isn't a bad pick. And, and, and like, maybe it was so weird to everyone because it, it wasn't the like maybe the most obvious or whatever. But I mean, I'm, I'm with you. Like, I, I do honestly feel like. I'm sorry if you listen to this, but we can't get any worse than Connor Williams. Yeah. Like, sorry, like, sorry if you listen to this, Connor Williams, but holy shit, man. Like, and he only gave up two sacks in 23 games. So, Connor Williams, with all those penalties, gave up more than two sacks. So, I mean, that's my silver lining. I, w- I will take 10 yards yeah. every once in a while to keep Dak from getting fucking smoked. But two sacks in 23 games, I don't give a shit if you're throwing penalties in there with that. That's still insane. So try not to lose it too bad early. Hey, there were people that questioned the Mike pick. Yeah. There was lots of sure. people that questioned that. Why the fuck do we take this guy and look at him? The best fucking player on the team. Behind Zach. Yeah. <laughs> We love our little line. Uh, yeah, and and passing Johnson, um, the AAC or ACC fucking defensive player of the year um, fell on our lap. We took Tyler. We had our minds made up. I will say that. Um, yeah. Same way with round two. Um, Sam Williams, we we had no doubt in our mind that's who we were taking. If he would have went off the board, I think our war room would have shit their fucking pants. Yeah. Because the first two rounds, we had our minds made up. That's the guy we're taking. That's who we're rolling with. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, – that was uh, – right, because wasn't that when we uh, we passed on Nicole Dean and everyone was kind of like, well – internal freak out too but and then um i read a lot about it and i think it god where did it came from the kobe no the story i read i think it came from uh like inside the star or something like that but they said that like like you said like this was 170 percent a dan quinn pick he was like this is who i want i worked out with him like old miss pro day like Essentially, the way that I read the story is like, 
Dan Dan Quinn knew this was this was his pick. This was his guy, like weeks ago. And that makes me feel better, right? Oh, well, that, that's what the story said too. It's like, I would like, are you going to tell the guy who turned your defense around? No, like exactly. I'm going to trust Dan. Yeah, if that's what he says, fuck. Hey, let's go. Yeah, yeah. And also, I the the, the more I read into that, I started thinking about it. It, um, like. That, that, that does make me feel a little better about, you know, the first round where, like, yes, we're passing up on Florida State. We're passing up on, you know, the ACC defense player of the year. We're doing this. You know, we can drop Micah back to a true linebacker, and we got another edge rusher and blah, blah, blah. And, I mean, I don't – I'm not going to lie. Like, I do watch SEC football. I don't watch Ole Miss football. Um, so, I can't tell you a lot about this guy, but – yeah, I mean he's he's listed as a linebacker. He's got experience playing edge. Um, I know Lane Kiffin is he's a huge offensive guy, but if there's anyone that's going to do crazy shit, it's going to be Lane Kiffin. Right. So if you're going to get any type of fucking hybrid ass freak Micah Parsons type player, it's going to be out of a Lane Kiffin type program. Oh yeah, absolutely. So I mean, it just the most basic human rationale I can think of. And, and somebody can call me ignorant for this if they want to, but like if, if one Micah Parsons type player is good, well, surely two is better. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not going to complain. I, I wasn't at the fucking pro day. I, I didn't watch the tape on pro day. We've talked about it a hundred times. Like we, like we both have nine to five jobs. We try to, we try to figure like, you know, follow as much as we can. Uh, unfortunately, well, I mean, you did like fucking 700 mock drafts that ended up being better than, <laughs> than the overall draft. But, um, like it, I mean, I, if there's one person in the Cowboys organization that I have faith in, it is Dan Quinn. Yeah. It's not Mike McCarthy. It's not Jerry Jones. It's not Stephen Jones. It's not Charlotte Jones. It, it, and it's, it's Dan Quinn more than Kellen Moore. Like, absolutely. So what, once I kind of piped down from everything that was going on, set back, and I was like, you know, I mean, this is this is what Dan Quinn gets paid to do. Dan, Dan Quinn got paid to go to fucking Oxford, Mississippi on a fucking Friday morning and sit and and why and he saw something. And I mean, yeah, I I I, I was much more on board with that pick. A, an SEC defensive, I mean, yeah, Ole Miss, whatever. He's not from fucking Georgia. He's not one of the five Georgia defensive. Players taking in the first round, but oh, shit. I mean, he's still a, a fucking starter playing SEC football. I mean, I'm glad you brought that up. The five getting taken from Georgia in the first round. This also made me feel better about the first round. That big son of a bitch on the fucking line that went to Philly. Yeah. I can't remember his fucking name. Um, but if you, is an absolute animal. Like, that dude's going to wreak havoc. It's like yeah. a, it's a taller, more athletic Vince Wilfork. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's, it's going to remind me so much. It shows the picture from, I think it's a Georgia night game, or maybe it's just high school game. And, uh, Fuck. It's like it's so similar to that like Derrick Henry Mark Ingram picture. Yeah. I was yeah. Like, Holy shit. So 
What's his that fucking- also made me feel better for the Tyler Smith pick. Is like, okay, we got to see this seven bitch twice a year. Um, you know what? If we get a couple holding calls, I'll live with it. Yeah. But do not let that man get to Dak and you belly up with him as much as he's going to belly up to you. And that's going to be a fucking yeah. clash of titans. Jordan Davis. Jordan Davis. Yes. Yeah. I'm. Let's. So that one also, when we took Tyler, I was like, you know what? All right, because we skipped out on Johnson, but we need somebody to block that son of a bitch twice a year. Dak's going to get hurt. <laughs> Jordan Davis is 6'7", 348 pounds. Jesus. Yeah. Good Lord. 4740. We all know that was a clip a couple months ago at the Combine. Oh, God, I hate Philly. <laughs> Dude, that's oh, damn. That's wild. Oh, that's a terrible thought. Why couldn't they have taken a fucking shitty receiver? Hell, they know they're so bad at drafting receivers, they had to fucking trade for one. Yeah. Uh, Here's a picture of from Sports Illustrated when they played Arkansas and Raheem Smith. I mean, what Raheem Smith's a running back, but he is like fucking absolutely fixing it. <laughs> oh my god, that's create a player type of shit. Yeah, that's exact. Yeah. Oh my god. Dude, fourth and goal on the one. I'm putting that son of a bitch at running back. Hey, brother, just hold on to the ball. <laughs> Man. Give me one yard. Yeah, oh, we're going to – We might see some, some fucking NFC beast line lockups. Yeah, no shit. Damn. Uh <laughs> <laughs> round three. I hate the thought of that. Round three. Uh, I'm glad we didn't take a receiver in one or two. And I was kind of worried we were. But it was a deep receiving class. Um, if we took a receiver, this is the one that I figured we would. In a lot of my mock drafts, this is where I took him. Uh, took any receiver. The earliest I took a receiver. Uh, Jalen Tolbert, wide receiver from South Alabama. Uh, we're pretty solid at receiver already. Um, we've talked about it. We got fucking CD Lamb, Michael Gallup, uh, just signed James Washington, Noah Brown's coming back, and now we're adding Jalen. Jalen's a freak of an athlete. Uh, and I think because he went to South Alabama, a whole lot of people don't really know that. But he's going to blow the fucking doors off people. And Cowboy fans are going to lose their fucking mind come preseason when they see this dude. Here's what I love about Sunbelt Offensive Player of the Year. Yeah. I like that. 
all you Sunbelt fans out there. This man already, this is what I love. This did we have like this lineage over the last 18 months. CD Lamb wanted Amari Cooper's job. Grinded every day. Every we we watched, you know, we we watched the shit. We watched HBO. We watched every single day. We watched them chopping up. Um, and as if, if, I mean, if you really don't know CD Lamb, like you, I'll I'll say it. I thought he was maybe not immature, but he wasn't the like. I didn't think he was the person that he is. Like he's locked in. He's focused. Yeah. We like we watched all that shit. Um, preseason um like he was out there every single practice getting info from coop whether it's routes whether it's tips footwork digs footwork yeah um and like we already we're like we're already seeing that from this like jalen tolbert in the most like motivating like non-aggressive way was like I'm about to make an impact. Like I'm, I'm playing with CD. I'm, I'm playing with Dak. I'm playing with Zeke. Like I'm, I'm playing on the most prolific team in the NFL. Like I'm, I'm gonna make an impact. Yeah. And I'm, I'm here for it. Dude can fly. Yeah. He can fly. It, it's, I, I, I'm. It's going to be a, I think, which I'm for. I, if, if that comes out slow, I have like a lot of underneath short shit and just letting him and CD, they're, they're bo- like both of them yards after catch is stupid. I still think CD Lamb is, I mean, maybe recency bias, fan bias. Like CD Lamb is still one of the best. Yes, like arts after like I've seen that I can oh, yeah. fan. Like CD Lamb was one of those players that drew me to OU like to watch CD like play. Like I I I have I've never been on the OU bandwagon. Um, I was on the CD Lamb bandwagon. And like I this like Jalen told me the same thing. Yeah. I think Every, like every every second of screen time that he can get, and I'm like I'm here for it. That's what being part of the Dallas Cowboys is about. Like, yeah, yeah, he seems absolutely bought in. And I I take back what I said about the first two picks. First three picks, I think we had our minds fucking made up because they said yeah. that uh, Dak even contacted like well before the draft, mm-hmm. like week two weeks ago, like yeah. chopping it up with him. That shit don't happen. Like, you may, like, support somebody, but it's not, like, talking job, like, hey, we're about to work together. So, we already had our minds made up, but, I, yeah, I don't mind that pick one bit. Yeah, I think that – and the, the, the big thing, like you said with that, is, like, that, that was hush news until after he was picked. If, if that decision wasn't already made, then I feel like that's – like, especially somebody playing from – a conference like that, a, a small, like, South Alabama, if, like you said earlier, like, if his name's not out there, if I 
if I don't know for sure that I'm going with the Cowboys, which we, it's safe to say we, you know, in that phone call, Dak said, hey, here's the plan. Like, we need a line. You know, we're working line. We, we like what you can do. We're hoping you hang out till three. Like, we're going. We know that was said. Oh, it's yeah. never going to be disclosed. That was said. We know that was said. Yeah. If that wasn't said, if that wasn't said, there's no way that some sort of story about Jalen Tolbert being looked at by the Dallas Cowboys eight days before the draft. There's no way that that doesn't leak because that's that's every every bit of publicity that he needs, especially as a like a third, fourth round receiver. That exactly. no, like honestly, a lot of people probably probably aren't following. So they, it's like you said, they that phone call with Dak. I mean, it, it'll never be confirmed, but I 100% confident in that's what hey, that's what happened. Th- this is what's going to happen, big man. So let's just you you trust us. We're taking you. We're taking you in third. Like yeah. And I'm, day two, I'm you're a cowboy, it. brother. Yeah. Uh, round four, uh, Jake Ferguson tied in Wisconsin. Don't mind that either. Uh, nope. Obviously, Schultz be number one, but we love the two tight ends. Uh, we let Jarwin walk, injury, money issue. So we love the two tight ends. Needed to go get one. Uh, Jake's a great fit for us. Uh, not going to dive too hard deep to him. But that's my take on, on Jake for this for that pick. The, the only thing I got from him was like the two things that I think of when I think of Wisconsin football are fullbacks and tight ends. Yeah. So works but worse for me. Yeah, absolutely. Like if if we draft a fullback or a tight end out of Wisconsin, probably not gonna hear a lot from me. Yeah. Uh you know how to say round five's pick name. No, no. Matt. Well, let's stop. Yeah. Offense tackle North Dakota. Uh, obviously, we don't know much about him, or else we know his fucking name. But seeing his videos, he's a human wrecking ball. Man handles people, which we love. Um, it's. We, we always have someone go down for either fucking injury or suspension for some shit. Uh, I can see him at some point stepping in and being a backup, a fill-in role. Uh, dude's just a fucking an animal on the line. Like, you almost think if you play in defense, like, he just loves to, like, hit people, it looks like. Yep. Uh, then round five, also 167. Uh Darren Bland, quarterback, Fresno State. We're pretty good at quarterback right now, which is wild to say. I mean, other than taking somebody, like, super early, like a superstar. Uh, Trayvon, Anthony, Kelvin. Kelvin stays in trouble, probably. Kelvin and Trayvon this year with Anthony being our three. But uh, just just some more depth there. Uh, probably, my opinion, maybe the Best pick of the draft. Uh, Mr. Clark from LSU, who will be out this year, uh, just had off-season surgery. Uh, if it wasn't for surgery, probably a first-rounder, if not a second-rounder. Yeah. Uh, 
but could very, very went early. Bite the bullet. Let him rehab this year. Have him, uh, Jabril Cox, and Micah next year at linebacker is going to be fucking terrifying. Yep. That is probably my favorite pick of the draft. Yeah. Uh, and then, to top it all off. There it is. Connors and Arkansas, boy. There's, there's the hogs. We knew it was going to happen. John Ridgeway, defense tackle. Arkansas. The, the, I, I mean, we knew it was going to happen. You want to hear a wild stat? I saw this, and I, I didn't double-check into it, so it, it might be fucking wrong. But I saw multiple, multiple people talking about it. You know Jerry's only drafted, uh, I believe, one Arkansas Razorback? I, I, I can see that. Jerry, Jerry be the type of person to cover his tracks and some shit like that, yeah. It blew my mind. You know who it is? Mm-hmm. It's not too far back. It's a little ways back, but it's not super far. Oh, yeah. You can think of it. <laughs> Run it back. That's who I was thinking of, but it's not. It's not McFadden. No. Same draft. It was. Fuck. <laughs> I don't know. I got it. It's Felix. Oh, yeah. Fucking Felix Jones. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Yeah. Wild stack. Huh. Son of but a it bitch. doesn't sound right. But yeah, no. we we wrap it up. Connor's an Arkansas guy. I'm an Oklahoma State guy. With John Ridgeway out of Arkansas, and then Devin Harper out of OSU. So it's last two picks said Jerry said, I'm gonna do my Nortex boys right. That's all I'm I did. taking a he- razor back, I'm taking a poke. Let's fucking go. He fucking said, hey, uh, I listen. That That is what, like, that's what the last two rounds said. I've refused to leave. I, I, I mean, John Ridgway is a great defensive tackle. He come from a great fucking, uh, like, I'm not going to get on my fucking Arkansas soapbox. Just probably the most fucking turned around team in fucking college football, especially playing in the SEC. You know, no, finishing third in the SEC West, not a big deal. Um, hey, he looks like a horse. That's he's the epitome of what you would think. Like if if you think of schools like Arkansas, Oklahoma State, uh, fucking like any anything in this like Southern Baptist, like what do we call like the the fucking Washington Mountains Bible Belt? Like (laughs) you think of fucking John Ridgeway, like you know he he fucking goes home and puts on his overalls and shit like that. Like it's great guy comes from great defense, so. Fucking shout out, Barry. Good job. Hey, does does your show a fucking time up top? Yeah, they're they're after us. I don't know. It just popped up. Some. <laughs> uh, 
It says meeting time, 9.36 reports left. Fucking, I guess our fucking episodes are like hockey games now. Two intermissions. <laughs> yeah, so we'll probably have to break it up again. Uh, we'll move on to baseball. The Rangers uh, lose three out of four with Houston. Uh, turn around, though, win two out of three, win the series with the defending World Series champs, the Bravos. Uh, I'm going to hit on two games, one from each. Uh, Thursday, the last game of the Houston series, Martin Perez takes a perfect game into the fucking seventh. Uh, we haven't had a no-hitter, let alone a perfect game, since 94, since Kenny Rogers. Uh, so it's pretty nice to, to tease with that, especially when we were just like, oh, we'll bring Martin to fucking eight innings. But he's like, hey, I'll do more than that. Let's go win a ball game, but we still fucking lose it, which is fucking terrible. But that was my highlight for the Houston series. Uh, I don't know if you got anything on that before we move over to Atlanta. But it went about as expected with fucking Houston. Yeah, like it was was dirty. Like it was not, you know, my fucking Silver Spur series or whatever the fuck it's called. It's just yeah, Houston's still fucking good. Yeah. Uh, well, so the Atlanta series last night was the was the middle game, game two. Uh, I went to it. Dane Dunning pitches his fucking ass off. Uh, seven and two thirds, uh, three hits, one earned run, no walks, seven Ks. Pitched fucking lights out. That's the Dane Dunning that we want to see more of. Um, we've talked about it not competing really this year. But that's the day Dunning we want in our rotation the next three to five years while we're really going to fucking compete. Yep. Uh, so it is nice to see glimpses of that. Uh, Zach Rex, uh, first big league hit. Shout out to him. Love seeing that. Uh, wild. Fastest game I've ever fucking been to. Yeah, it was like two hours and 12 minutes or some shit. Yeah. I think when I walked out, I think they said it was 216. But I was like, there's no fucking way. But I was like, look at the clock, and I'm like, we have barely been here. I've never been to a fucking game that fast. I couldn't tell you the, the fucking – I'm looking up the fastest Ranger game history now. That's close. I'm fucking curious. My thing on that is, and I like the magnitude is so much different. Um, but man, this is this. I know this is gonna this is gonna tug at you because this is your this is your guy. This is your. I I know for you it's top probably top three moments in Rangers history for you. The Dane Dunning outing the other day, whatever. We're twenty games into the season. Um, where we've seen him. As opposed to where he performed Saturday, this gives this gives me fucking two thousand step like two thousand eleven. Derek Holland gave four or fives. Oh yeah, fucking dude, dude could not miss. Just a, a guy that we've had in the organizations, like you said, we know the potentials there. We're just waiting on him to peak. Dutch was the same way. Like he yeah. comes out, he he makes quality starts. 
every single start, there's like one little misfire. One thing's off, you know, I, he, he's a fucking great guy. He's a great pitcher. Something just always happens to go wrong. Comes out game four, 2011. Easily, I, I feel confident saying this, as, as long as I've been alive, as long as I've been understanding baseball, best pitching performance that I've seen, Rangers. Rangers. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, like, granted, it's a fucking – it's a end of April baseball game. We're fucking – Six games below 500, whatever the fuck we are. But you start to get those vibes when you're getting alerts. Dave Dunning's gone seven, seven and a third. Just pitch counts low. He's fucking humming it. This is this is where you start to like, oh, next, okay, next year. Oh, okay, next year. Yeah. So I, I'm with you on the Dane Dunning outing. The, the fucking uniforms were disgusting. Oh, beautiful. Fucking beautiful. The whole, whole goddamn talking about they're like, man, this is the this is the best uniform I've seen all year. And it's it's fucking cool that the, the fucking threads look great. Fucking Corey seeing the goddamn baseball. He loves hitting in this this ballpark. That was the smartest yeah. investment we ever made. Just we've watched him fucking murder this ballpark during the World Series and said, hey, what, what, what if you did the same thing? What if you did the same thing? It just benefited us for the next 10 years. Yeah, just wear a different jersey. It's still yeah. got blue and red and white. Yeah, yeah. and he was like, All hey, right. cool. Sounds great. And that's only like the, the fucking – He said, can sweet. I have the same blocker? We said, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah you, absolutely, sir. <laughs> so, Someone yeah, get the fucking, fuck out. Yeah. So, uh wild <laughs> i guess talking that simeon's still struggling uh the other part of our half a million dollars uh still no there's still no need to fucking panic i mean we're not we're not winning the world series this year if it happens holy fucking shit uh i do a lot of shit for the world series this year but it's not really in our own so chill the fuck out. Let him work it out. He's a fucking veteran. He literally just hit the most home runs ever by a second baseman last year. Just chill. It's going to play out. It's going to be okay. Uh, but talking roster. Sam Huff uh, has been optioned, which understandably, Jonah Heim was on paternity leave, just had a kid. Congratulations. Uh, we knew Sam would be called up. To fill that role, we knew he'd probably go back down. Um, not long, I don't feel, till we see him every day. But Willie Calhoun has been optioned to round rock. Now is when I'm starting to consider how much longer will Willie Calhoun wear Ranger uniform. Yeah, we, we, we talked about it like like first week we briefly hit on it and we said with with the way that this lineup like like there there are some people and I I, I honestly thought the first person would be Nathaniel Lowe. Obviously he's he's having a fucking breakout start to this season. So yeah. he's he's getting a, a pass for now. But we, we mentioned Willie. We said he's gonna be one of those people that like you like you're you're gonna have a very small window to prove that hey, 
Like, like you just gave another example. Like if we have Willie DH and Cole, Cole's playing right field, so we got Willie DH and um, we have Brad and Eli doing this like three, three, three games to one left field type thing. Um, we start seeing more of Sam Huff, who just fucking just came up and played like he was still playing fucking recess baseball. Yeah, had no no issues whatsoever. Um, I mean, even even if he's not catching, like there's your DH. Yep, I'm 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 right behind you on on the Willie Bear thing, man. Like I, we talk about it all the time. It's a, it's a fucking business, um, and and like we we went out and made some business decisions this off season. Yeah, so it says less than one minute. Uh, so we're probably about to fucking get dropped, but we'll pick it back up. Y'all won't fucking feel the delay but we will that's it that's so better. we're just riding the light uh yeah not sure how much more longer Willie does have uh it sucks we like Willie. uh Willie's a lovable guy bad luck I mean it hasn't been because like just like purpose injuries I mean not really not purpose nobody really tries to get hurt but getting hit multiple times you can't fucking control that um and that's really setting back and sucks to see, but maybe it'll be like a pro far where he moves on if he yep. moves on. And, and we are back to the third period is underway. Um, like we said, uh, computer smart people just give us advice. We're not even giving specifics. Just tell us how to be smarter with computers. Uh, Cause this is the second time we've been kicked off tonight. So this is our third recording. We'll put them all together later unless you listen to it. Uh, but, yep, Willie option. We don't know how much longer we got with him. Uh, hopefully it works out, uh, obviously, for both of us, one way or another, uh, whether it's him succeeding for a long time with us or parting ways and him succeeding elsewhere. Uh, like I said, could be, could be another profile where – Shit just didn't work out. Uh, injury bug, shit happening, just going the wrong fucking way. Yep. Split ways, and it's benefited us. And Profar's taken off, and he's having a hell of a career where he was a middle infielder with us, number one prospect in baseball, and now he's a great outfielder with San Diego. Uh, but this week, uh, off day tomorrow, then we got two games at Philly. Uh, then we got – Friday, Saturday, Sunday series in the Bronx. Uh, Going to be good baseball. Uh, two good teams. Uh, especially the Yankees are on a fucking streak right now. Hopefully we can ruin that shit. Yeah, I th- this is going to be – I mean, of course, this last week was Houston and Atlanta, but this, this is going to be another complete, like – turnaround uh i mean this is upper echelon like challenge wise for our pitching staff yes yeah. like these i mean the philly phillies you have schorber castellanos and then as much as you hate the fucking pinstripes man like somehow they still they still fucking produce rizzo yeah. gallo judge stanton fucking you hate it Izzy Trevino. Yeah. Be a little family reunion. Yeah. Uh, 
That's all I got on baseball. Yeah, I mean, my, like my only thing is I'm I'm with you. Um, there's so much, so much fucking Marcus Simeon panic, man. And I'm trying to like every single time I see one of these, I'm trying to call his people out. Where I, I'm not even, I, dude. If we're being honest, on a on not even I, Marcus Simeon's a franchise player. Like, yeah. On a non-franchise player, I'm probably not even getting concerned about the Mendoza line until. June, July, All Star break. I, I promise Especially you, a year we're not competing. We're not competing, and I promise you, like you said, I'm not like Marcus Simeon's performance at the plate and performance at like on the field have already spoke for themselves. Yeah, if through the first twenty games of a hundred and sixty-two game season, there's still hundred and forty-two games left. So we have to play the same amount of games that we've played already seven more times. Yeah. If he, if he's batting 170 through those 20 games, I'm not concerned. No. Because if this happens in August, it's not as bad. Right. Because the average don't look bad. The hits right. don't look bad. The runs, the RBIs, the home runs, all that shit right. doesn't look as bad. Yeah. But on a smaller scale, it looks like he's just playing like dog shit. I mean, yeah, he's in a slump, but – when it's later in the year, it doesn't look as bad because those stats aren't so fucking low. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I, I don't mean this in a like in a bad way towards anyone, but that like if, if you follow baseball like on a more than just like a fair weather fan basis, like honestly, the the three main offensive attributes that we go off of are like they're they're really statistically irrelevant. Yeah. Like they're they're great markers and they're, like it, it's a good way to communicate how good of an offensive player someone is, but and, and any any anyone, I mean, uh, the majority of people in like our Nortex group and stuff like that, they 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 know, um, but like advanced analytics is like we're talking about war, you know, uh, uh, like BBAP stuff like that. Like we're there's. And I guarantee you when you start pulling those numbers, like XRC, stuff like that, when you start looking at stuff like that, Marcus Simeon is not a concern. No, not at all. So, and it's just like you said, when when, when Marcus Simeon goes one for 30 in September, the sample size is so much bigger because he's already had fucking 450 at-bats this season. And it's exactly. like, oh, that was not a big deal. When yeah. really, that, that to me, that's much more concerning than doing it at the end of April. Right, so after a fucking weird year yeah that's that's my out where he's on the fucking committee yeah that, that that's my little tidbit for anyone out there like don't if if you're chill yeah i mean we're like that's that's one of the luxuries of baseball like, literally, literally even good like baseball is uh, it's 162 games there's no one that's gonna fucking ride a high for 162 games exactly so my texas heat it's gonna be a tiresome gruesome week for the fans oh yeah late nights every night starting tomorrow ain't no rest for the wicked so 
You ride this fucking wave with us. You better get your naps in. Yep. You better get your Red Bull, your coffee, whatever your fucking go-getter is. You're ready to go. Because we're grinding this. So, the fan base. Nortex. Between the stars and the maps. It's late nights. I mean, to be honest, granted, you don't know the playoffs. You don't know who you're going to play to schedule all that good shit. But this is the week I would like for the Rangers to be playing fucking Oakland, Seattle, yep. L.A. We're already yep. going to be up. But, fuck no. We're going to the fucking East Coast. But, at least we split up. We can watch all fucking games. Uh, but, yeah, fan base is feeling the heat this week. It's going to be a grind. Uh, the adrenaline is going to be high. Uh, late nights every night. It's going to be a wild week. Um, crazy. I, I still don't have enough viewing devices in my home. I'm trying to figure out what I want to. Like, I'm trying to figure out what I want to redeem my next honeydew for. Like, So I think I'm going to try to get another TV. Uh, don't blame you. It's like I, I can't do it anymore. I was like, this this definitely started off as a casual thing. And then I was like, uh, I mean, like, I'm – I'm having to tweet. I'm watching this TV. I'm watching show on my phone. Like it, yeah. It's it's actually become more than that. So it's gonna be a crazy week for fans. I like that. I'm going Jake Ottinger, man. Hey, I like it. Not 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 because he's doing anything bad, but this this is probably gonna be the biggest the biggest week of his young career. The fucking Calgary Flames are go-getters, dude. They are fucking shooters. They're they're gonna put thirty-five shots on the goal every every fucking game. Yeah. Um, they're like they're. We talked about it. I, I don't remember if it was when we were recording or if before we recorded last week, but they're like their points differential is like hundred and ten. Yeah, same. They're, same. Yeah, it's like Johnny Gaudreau, uh, Kachuk. Oh, they're like they're fucking shooters, dude. They, Jake, if you listen, that like shots on net, son. It's, it's going to be that Vegas game every fucking game. Mm-hmm. I mean, balls to the wall. Uh, you better be ready for everything. Yep. You better be on your fucking toes. Uh, you better be giving 110%. Yep. For all 60 minutes every fucking night. Uh, yeah, no, I like that pit. Like you said, not anything wrong, but it's going to be a hell of a ride for it. Uh, and it's not going to be, all right, you got one game here. Okay, now you're playing Anaheim. No. No, this is a seven-game series. So, you better fucking strap up and get ready. I like that pick a lot. That's a good yeah. one. They, they're such a fucking – man, they're, they're a scrap. I'm, I'm much more – I mean, I'm much more concerned about Stars and Flames than I am Mavs and Suns. It's just like, like Johnny Hockey, Johnny Goodrow. Didn't miss a fucking game this year. Uh, Matthew Kachuk didn't miss a fucking game this year. Like it's it's fucking wild. And like they're they're the what we talk about, Marcus Simeon. That's what they are. Hockey. Like Matthew exactly. Kachuk. Matthew Kachuk's like twenty four years old. Uh, Four hundred and fifty games played in his career already. Damn. Yeah, that's insane. Three three hundred eighty two points. Like he has a he has a plus minus of eighty five. <laughs> like these, 
these fucking they do not come off the ice um and they're like same thing with johnny gaudreau like johnny gaudreau is 28 years old over 600 games played already 609 he averages more than he averages more than one point per game for his career fucking nuts yeah and and that's that's wild kind of glad you brought that up uh i didn't say it earlier it was on my mind i don't know why i didn't fucking say it but it, I guess because it's cool to say that we jumped Nashville for that wild card one spot. But as wild as it sounds, and I think a lot of Stars fans would agree. I'm I already been, agreeing with you. I'm already I would have liked to play Colorado. I'm already agreeing with you. Absolutely. I think we would stand up better with the Avalanche than we will with the Flames. Yep. And maybe that's what Nashville was fucking thinking. Maybe they're like, hey, let's just go fucking lose. And if the stars fuck around and get lucky and win a fucking game, uh, then they have to go get Bill Calgary. Yeah. But I wouldn't have minded playing Colorado instead. Yeah. I'm going to, if, if, if we make a first round exit, I, I got a lot of, I got a lot of money on Calgary. And then what I don't put on Calgary is going to go to Minnesota. My yeah. They're fucking, but Calgary's scary, man. And nothing against Scott Wedgwood, um, but it, it nothing against Jake either. But man, this is one like this is one of those series where you you miss six foot seven Ben Bishop. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's fucking. So I'm that. That's my hot seat, and it's nothing. It's nothing against. Jake, I just, I mean, it's going to be pucks are going to be on feel it. So I, yeah, I, I should have went fucking Ryan Suter. He's, he's also, a guy, he's a fucking permanent hot seat. He, I don't think that he knows that he's a defensive man. I don't, I don't think anyone tells him that. He is fucking lost. He'll, like, he ends up around the point. He ends up, like, he ends up facing the net when the puck is at the point. Like, he, he ends up lost. So oh, yeah. um, he's a permanent hot seat. He's on there with Bones and the uh, Jackals. I was about to say, throw the Jackals in there, too. Fuck, man, sell the fucking team, dude. <laughs> I stop fucking tweeting. Stop this sportsmanship shit. Oh, thanks, thanks for having us, old glory rug. Thanks for fucking shitting down our throats. <laughs> what? Sell the fucking team. Delete the Twitter. Dude. I don't even know if I saw the final yesterday, but I know it was bad. But it's like fucking 54 to 10 or something, 56 to 14 or something. Like, oh, fuck. They don't even, we don't even fucking, like, if you, they post like, we'll be losing fucking 9,000 to six. And they're like, oh, another try. And you're like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> yeah, I'm over the chat. So the fucking team. Dude. Yeah, last I saw, we were getting fucking asses whooped. So the team. Get rid of that shit. 53-14. It's just not even – it's not even fucking close. Like, it's – No, it's so yeah, bad. I, I'd be fucking – by full time, I'd be fucking – I'd be drunk, passed out of my seat if I was at Choctaw Stadium. Just – Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's – Probably on the field. It might be. <laughs> I might try my fucking hand at it. Yeah. So, How bad yeah. can we do? Fucking, fucking permanent hot seat jackals, bones, Ryan Sitter on there now. 
<laughs> yeah, it's getting deeper and deeper. My lone star, though. Yeah, I'm going Jay Kidd. Uh, Love it. I think he's the mastermind behind it all. The the whole Love fucking it. process, the buy-in, the atmosphere. Uh, Jay Kidd's leading the fucking storm. And Love it. I mean, yeah, we got Luca, but we're not this like just fucking superstar studded team that everybody's like, holy shit. How are we going to stop them? No, no, no. You're not going to stop us because we're literally going to fucking stop you and just fucking run with it. Yep. Like, it you, you, can, you can stop me, but everybody around me is going to keep going. So good fucking luck. But we're going to have you fucking rattle. So, Jake Kid, people question the hiring. Uh, we are heading in the right fucking direction, and it is wonderful. Hmm, I got a way that I want to talk about this, but I don't know who I want to give it to. I don't, I mean, you know what? I'm not going to, yeah, whatever. (laughs) Word this however you need to. We talked about it in depth. I'm more, more impressed with the draft than I initially was. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if I'm going to go out on a limb and say, I, like, the fucking War Room is a lone star. I don't think it was a goddamn A-plus performance. But I – and maybe it's just us. Maybe we might, maybe we literally do just care this much and keep up this much. But, like, some picks made sense. I yeah. like – the more we talk about it, I like the Tyler Smith pick. The more I'm sitting here thinking, just in divisional matchups, think about this. Think about this if you're listening to this right now. Just in divisional matchups, NFC Beast, we're going to face Kayvon Thibodeau. Chase Young's back from injury. Yep. And in case you didn't listen to the first period of this, dude from Georgia, Jordan Thomas. Yeah. That's just divisional games. Those are games we have to play every single year. Nice. Those are another, another little peek into That's a how third of the work. season. Yeah, another little peek into how things work. All three of those teams drafted those players in the first round. So all three of those players on all three of those teams are going to be there for the next five years. So <laughs> that's each one of them. That's 30 games. That's 10 games against each one of those players. Yeah. When you sit back and cut it up like that, it might not be a it might not be a bad idea that we went and got a, a freak of an offensive tackle. Might not be a bad idea. Might did not we be at all? Did we pass on a guy that was a great defender out of the ACC? Yeah. Is it a terrible idea to go get a guy who likes to throw people around like Michael Orr style <laughs> and just is a just a freak of an offensive tackle? Probably not. Yeah. Probably not a bad idea. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Yep. Then we talk. I mean, we talked in length about the the fucking pickup at wide receiver. Like I, yeah, Jalen Tolbert. Tolbert. Like I'm. I like it. I think. I think he's going to come in there. Um, and I, I. I mean, I think he's going to make it competitive. I, I don't. Oh think yeah. He's not going to take anybody's job. I don't think he's going to take Michael Gallup's job. He's not going to take CD's job. Um, but he's. I mean, he's going to be. A, Especially yeah. with us running the, the two tight end set, like 
He's going to be a great four guy. Um, if we're doing a lot of underneath stuff, he's going to be great in the slot, especially with said gone. Like, yeah, Jalen's in a perfect op- perfect yeah. opportunity to fucking take full advantage of yeah. being an everyday fucking yeah. NFL football player. Yeah, it, I mean, and it's great. Like we, I, I'm I'm not trying to get ahead of it, but like we essentially. I'm not. I'm not saying he's the same caliber player, same type of player as Cedric Wilson. Right. We we're able to let Cedric go do his thing. He comes into our organization. He makes a name for himself. Some of that is due to the Michael Gallup injury. That sucks, but that's how it works. And now we roll the next man right up, and we have him on. I mean, we got him on a, a rookie contract. Was it fifth round? Like, yeah, the business. The business. Uh, side no, 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 third round. Third round. Third round. The business side of things, like. That's that's not costing us anything. No. So. Yeah. That's war room getting getting some love. Yeah, yeah. Not a not a plus. But yeah, no, not like I'm I'm probably not even like giving you guys a sticker to fucking put on your report card or anything. But like, I I think if you're if you're really trying to rationalize with it, uh, yeah, just kind of sit back and look at it from that way. Like, if you're like, oh, you know, this and that. Because I, I I, started down that road, and I was like, oh, man, we could have really freed up Micah. We could have had a true linebacker. Like you said, you know, then we have Jabril, all this. And then I'm like, man, maybe there is. And I, I, I think Kellen is awkwardly smart. And I, I also, like, Dan, Dan Quinn has coaching experience. And I, I really wonder if – even though it's not a completely defensive-minded pick, if there's not a if there's not a little input sometimes, and he's like, "Hey, hey, I, I know you guys like this rock star, but don't forget, like, we got to build an offensive line too." Right, and I guarantee so, that. Yeah, <laughs> man, just no. wants to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Uh, big week this week. Uh, same thing we talked about last week, just no draft this week, but yeah. big baseball games and then fucking late night partying with the boys from American Airlines. Uh going to be a hell of a week, so yeah, grind it out. Ro- rolling disclaimer for Nortex, man. This is like, if you're on the fence about it, hop on, turn notifications on, try it for this week, man. See, like, this, yeah. this, this, is, this is probably the most content-filled week you're going to get, like, in the near future. Um, yep. Like, we got a, a, a playoff basketball team that's fucking hotter than hell right now. Um, we got, a, I mean, a, a hockey team that snuck into the playoffs and they're going to play <laughs> one of the hottest teams in the league. And, I mean, we got the Rangers just coming off a series win against the fucking defending World Series champions. Like, what? I mean, what? like, worst case scenario, you hate us, you just turn notifications off and never follow skid, but shit. Yeah, I mean, but if not... You may fucking love this shit. Yeah, see if you like what we're putting out. Get on there. Like, interact with us. Like, challenge us to be better. I'm fine with that. Please. Yeah. Get on there. Yeah, interact. Ask, ask us questions. Fucking let us know what you want. Let us know what you think. Yeah. Let us know what you like, don't like. Fucking just let us know. For sure. This will be a big week. Oh, yeah. Uh, but hopefully we got another good week next week. So uh, we'll see you all then. Adios.